0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a minute and relax. Anything that's going on in your head or your circumstances right now, let's just let them fall away. It doesn't have to be a, a hard thing. Just let it relax away and remind yourself, be reminded that God is right there. He is for you. He loves you. You don't have to talk him into loving you. He loves you. That's who he is. And he created you to be the receiver of his love. He's never going to give up on you. He doesn't hold your condition against you. He doesn't hold your past against you. He doesn't hold your present against you. He doesn't hold your future against you. He is for you. He is invested in you. He created your being, your spirit, soul, and body for this time here on this earth. We have really no idea what comes next. We really have no idea what came before. Now we can learn and it'd be a fun challenge to focus on finding out what came before and what comes next but in a very real sense, we can't even get our heads and our minds and our hearts around what our present is. We interact with our natural reality. We have fleeting moments of perception of the supernatural and maybe the spiritual, but we are not united. We are not complete and entire spirit, soul, and body. We've got a a ways to go before we're ready to receive. the, The verse in the scriptures about no man can see God and live. We are not made to see and experience beyond where we are right now, as far as our spirit, soul, and body. That doesn't mean God doesn't change things. Just as when Jesus was walking around on the earth, he saw beyond what we can see because he was complete and entire. And in his father and the the eternal life that was in his spirit flowed through his soul and his body. So he could perceive and into the past, into the future and had full authority and power over his present. So that's what we can shoot for now is if we are in him, if you've been born again, spiritually, you are in Christ. You are a joint heir with him. Everything that he has inherited, you've inherited. Every right, every power, every authority that he has inherited, you have inherited. Now we often think, oh, those are all good things. Well, it's a wide variety of things. Primarily relationship with the father the relationship with God, the being reunited with spirit is the first fundamental experience that God has lined up for us here on this earth. And he gave us his son to show us this is what it looks like. And we can look at the life of his son and say, okay, everything wasn't all peaches and cream and rosy and, all, oh, everything went wonderful for him, because it certainly didn't. He was not born into wonderful circumstances. He did not grow up in wonderful circumstances. He he had to work and toil and learn, and he people weren't nice to him. And he worked 30, 30 years for a ministry that only lasted three and a half years. Now he turned the world upside down. And he accomplished the goal that his father had set out to, for him to free us from our sin, to, res, to restore our spirit to be the Savior, to be crucified, pay for our sins, and then resurrected, and then returned to the Father. He accomplished those goals. But it was, I'm sure, not a pleasant experience. We have this idea that if we're on the right track, everything is great. If we're in the center of God's will, if we're doing the right thing, it'll be easy. And that's not at all the case. So we accept that times are going to be good, times are going to be bad. We don't look at the times or our, and the seasons, our circumstances, to determine how we're doing. So then how do we know how we're doing? We ask God. And often that question to him is often how we start our relationship with him. You know, we ask, God, how come things always keep, you know, why does this keep happening to me? Or we worry, okay, if I die, where am I going to go? What's going to happen? We have questions that can't be answered or that the answers don't satisfy us. So he wants us to have questions. Very often, if you're satisfied with where you are, it may be that you've pushed aside those questions. And you're missing out. Perhaps, you know, with God's allowing that to happen. But... Stir up, even if it's curiosity. You know, God's gentle, God's kind. He gives us seasons, seasons of warfare and seasons of rest. And in his times and in his ways, we are to participate and enjoy the seasons of warfare and the seasons of rest. They both serve a purpose for us. The seasons of warfare are not to overcome our enemies. Our enemies have already been conquered. The seasons of warfare are to train us to do battle. There are things we only learn in warfare. There are things we only learn in rest and I'm not talking about our intellectual brain or our mind or even our emotions, learning, okay, God, this is you know, the way God does things. It's learning in the process of our being changed and conformed into his likeness and image, into who he is, where we can look back and say, I've changed in this area. God has changed me. He has freed me from this belief. He has has freed me from the lies I had about him. He has given me a new direction. He's given me a peace. He's given me a freedom. He's given me new determination. He's given me a willingness to go headlong into difficult circumstances and not take it personally personally. He wants us to see how we're doing. But we will need his eyes, his perception. He wants to give us his eyes and his perception. So I was going to be on his terms. So we've been talking about the supernatural and the solical gifts the soulical abilities that we have in our soul, that you have in your soul, that you were born with in your soul. Now, those abilities, we could say they're neutral. They're not good. They're not evil. They just are. They're abilities. They're there strengths, there are weaknesses, there are things. Just as in your, your physical being. Your physical being has abilities. You have the ability to see, to smell, to walk, to swim. You may be a very strong swimmer. Or you can do a lot of push-ups or you have good vision, or you can sing really well. These are all abilities in your physical body. Now, you may be a wonderful singer. You may be a terrible singer. You may start singing and everybody run for the exit. But it's both singing. Now, you may enjoy your voice and your singing and when everybody else enjoys it. On the other hand, you may still enjoy your voice and singing when everybody else runs for the exit. In and of itself, the singing is neither a positive or a negative. And in some cultures, your terrible singing might be music to their ears. Likewise, there's going to be some cultures where being able to be a really good swimmer is going to be a really big advantage. Others, not so much. So you're, there's, the abilities you have in your physical being, for the most part, are neutral. Now, there's going to be social expectations and personal expectations. Society deems some natural qualities better than others, as to be of more value than others. Beauty, strength, grace. Those things are more valued in society, and even from culture to culture, beauty, strength, and grace is going to be different. But this is and they're all, we call them surface things because they're part of our physical being but they're innate abilities that we have developed and we've learned to either use them or hide them or ignore them or build a career on we use the facets of our physical being in ways we don't even realize likewise in our soul we all have abilities and whether you can carry a tune or not you can probably sing in your soul you have abilities that even though Though you may not recognize them or they may be a struggle. You may not realize you have those abilities or compared to someone else, you don't have the same extent or or strength of abilities. You have those abilities. You've just never learned to use them. If you've never been around someone who sings, you may not know how to sing. You maybe have been humming to yourself or whistling or making music, but you may never have learned how to sing. Or, Or to our swimming analogy, you may never have learned how to swim. That doesn't mean you can't do it. So in the supernatural realm, our soul—it's like our soul needing to learn how to swim in the supernatural realm. That's the realm it will—it will function in. The ability is the swimming. Now, what are those abilities? Well, they're varied. And part of our challenge is we've all been taught, you know, there's lists in the scriptures about different solical abilities. Now, the translations most of us have, are they refer to them as spiritual gifts. They're not spiritual, and they're not gifts. Everything about you is a gift from God. So in that respect, everything's a gift. But your body's a gift, your, your, your physical being. In every aspect, your mind, will, and emotions, every aspect of your soul is a gift. And the re- renewed life itself is a gift. It's not something you had apart from God. So in that sense, everything's a gift. But it's certainly not spiritual. Only spirit is spiritual. Spiritual. Now, what's the purpose of the spirit? To draw you into oneness, spirit, soul, and body. When that happens, there will be no differentiation between natural, supernatural, or solical and spiritual. So in that sense, the soulical becomes spiritual, the natural becomes spiritual, because spirit is all in all. You are one with spirit in Christ, in God but not apart from him. And again, we've got a long way to go. But what we can look at is what abilities we have, and we start with what your desires are. God gives us the desires of our heart. He doesn't go, okay, well, this is what she wants. I'm going to give it to her. That's not what that means. It means if it's something you want that may very well be God drawing you in that direction not always but see if that's something that he wants you to he's encouraging you to look after so how does the supernatural realm work well we need to we need to learn that what is the power structure in the supernatural realm? How does our authority function in the supernatural realm? How does it function amongst the other supernatural beings? How does our authority function over other soulical beings? Now, for our purposes, the other soulical beings are other Christians, other Beings that are have a, be a body and have a soul. So they may not, may not be Christians. That, Christians were identifying specifically as being born again, having their spirits renewed, being re-spirited. So if you haven't been re-spirited, you're dead in your spirit, but you still have your soul and you still have your body. So you're still solical, you still function in the supernatural realm. Your soul does. But you don't have eternal life. You don't have access to the power and authority that your spirit would if you had one. So there's a couple of different ways we want to look at the supernatural realm. And we want to learn, we want to be open to learning. And we've talked many times, if this is not something God wants to be drawing you into, be open to that. That's fine. There's no rush. If this is not for you at this time, not a big deal. But what we want to understand is that like, as we learn anything, when you're learning math in school, or you were learning biology, the parts of a flower, or looking at a map, you know the different state the names of and capital capitals of every different state in the United States those were we learned that but that was neither a positive or a negative it was just we learned it for information purposes part of the reason we did that was to develop the process of learning. Now, we, we don't know when we were learning math, biology, we didn't know where our interests might lie. So hopefully you were exposed to a wide variety of subject matter that you had to learn. Again, geography, math, basket weaving, sports, a wide variety of things you were exposed to. And then you'd find what you were good at or interested in and narrow the focus of your interest and skill and start focusing on what you're good at. This is one of our challenges. Don't worry about what you're bad at. Don't focus on what you're bad at. What are you good at? Focus on that. That's one of the ways God draws us. Very often, what we're good at, we like. And we often discount its value because we like it, because we're good at it. Like someone who's a really good swimmer. They don't think they're a really good swimmer because it comes naturally. They just enjoy it because it comes naturally they're doing what comes natural so what about god let's not even think about the supernatural realm what about what is it about god that draws you to him what do you like about him when you think about being a christian what is it that you like about it hopefully there's at least something something to think about we're moving into you know heading towards thanksgiving here in the united states what are you thankful for not in a corny way you know i've got a roof over my head and stuff but and that might be it it might be the first time you have a roof over your head that's a feeling of safety and security that might be something god is drawing you to to learn about your safety and security in a greater degree. Family, friends, whatever it is, let him draw you in that direction. Now, your interest in that may last 20 minutes, may last 20 years. You may spend the rest of your life enjoying the process of learning about safety and security. Not just yours, but how it functions in the natural realm, the supernatural realm, even the spirit realm. Or God's plan may be for you to learn something new every week in response to his drawing. So we're not making this process about accomplishing something having all our abilities up and running and functioning and being able to check, check, check. I got them all. Everything's functioning. Everything's working. But our goal is to be responsive to God. He knows what you need. And he is stirring up the desires in your heart. He gave you the desires to draw you in the way he wants you to go. So what are your desires? What do, you, what do you enjoy? What do you like about your life? What, what would you like about your life to be changed? What about your relationship with God? What would you like to be changed? If you had a magic wand and could change anything, how about this? Huh? If you could change anything about God, what would it be? Say you just thought I'd like to be able to hear him clearer. He's drawing you towards that because he wants you to hear him clearly. He wants you to have confidence that you're hearing him clearly. Now the goal may not be exactly what you think, but that's him drawing you. You'd like maybe be your response is I'd like him to fix my problems like him to fill my need i've got a need a health need or a family need I, I i've been praying about it and he doesn't even answer let alone do anything about it pursue him about that he hides his treasures and it's our joy to seek them out to uncover them to pursue until he says that's it you're done I'm not going to be revealing any more to you on this. And, and he does that. But until he does that, we pursue. Gently, quietly. It's, this is not about strong-arming God. This is about pursuing him with love and, and joy and confidence and persistence. It's the process that matters. It's not the arrival. So what do you think the supernatural realm is? We know the solical realm is in the supernatural realm. There's probably other kinds of realms in the supernatural realm. Because the realm that we exist in is only one. Then there's the realm where the angels are. Then there's the realm where the demons are. Then there might be, let's say, you know, aliens or ghosts or, you know, um, habits whatever whatever realms there might be they have all have different types of souls or or realities now we're all in the solical realm the super, or the supernatural realm but we don't all have the same kind of soul but how do those different realities interact how do they re- in react with the natural realm, with the spirit realm? Does every group have the same kind of power and authority? Now you and I, if you're a believer, you've been born again, you have been re-spirited, you and I do have the same kind of power and authority because we have the power and authority of a living spirit being one with God. And then we have the same power and authority that the Son of God had when he was here on this earth. Now, he's gracious and doesn't let us go and hurt people and hurt ourselves with that power and authority. But he doesn't want us ignorant. He doesn't want us at the mercy of, he doesn't want us putting off till tomorrow, putting off till we die to truly live. Eternal life is in you now, drawing you closer, freeing your soul to be connected to your spirit, freeing your body to be connected to your soul, with the end purpose being that eternal life flows through your spirit, through your soul, through your body and into this world, into this creation, into this realm. And we may not even know it. I wonder sometimes, you know, um Jesus was constantly pressed when he was revealing himself. And yet that one woman touched him and he turned around and said, Who touched me? And his disciples said, Everybody's been touching you. Said, but no, one person he he could tell there was a change. There was a his spirit responded. Life flowed through him. He could tell something had changed. So Take some time this week and really think, what is it that you like about being a Christian? Like about God? Like about your existence? And ask the Lord, is that the direction you want me to pursue? That you want to teach me about? That you want me to learn how to experience more fully? As always, I appreciate your feedback and your questions feel free to continue that um yeah we're looking at different ways of coming up with some kind of a forum we'll see how that works out um for right now just drop me a line and i'll get back with you as soon as i can you can drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org through blog talk radio there's a contact form at the website at therainersclub.org Otherwise, we'll be getting back together again at the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.